This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to episode 192. We are actually in the field. We are doing some nighttime scouting here, and uh, we're super excited. This is your boy East Coast Trev, and in, in the passenger seat, we got the Madman Mardik. Let's go, baby! <laughs> Let's go, dude. Turkey season is on fire. It is the thunder is rolling in, dude. The I am super. The are flying, and the turkeys are dying. Hey, I love that motto. <laughs> I know you kind of jack me on it but i love it we're gonna send it i know and the thing is that i guess they're gonna put that thing right on a t-shirt dude Them I, boys see, are, I saw that yeah i we tons of tons of turkeys dying you're looking on on social media and it's just great here's been a little bit tough uh we'll get into that and kind of what we got going on and and kind of just a filler dude it's just a great episode of kind of what me and steve have been through trials and tribulations kind of what we've been seeing and just kind of your update from last week, day two, day three, day four, um, on the grind uh, here in Connecticut, and what our turkey season has actually got going on, and probably digging into some other cool shit. What do you mean? I thought we just walk in the woods and turkey comes out and we shoot Bro, it. It's I wish it like, was like that. I really do wish it was like that. Before we dive into that, man, let's let's thank our sponsors real quick. You gonna go through the killer's corner, and then let's get to the news, and then we'll get into what's actually mm, going on. So good idea. first off, Huntworth, HuntworthGear.com. The best camo on the market. Get more for less with Huntworth. Um, we've been running their stuff here now throughout turkey season. Absolutely in love with it. It's doing everything it needs to be doing. Um, I'm super impressed with the fit, the warmth, the comfort, the usability of it. It's just absolutely perfect. So get on over to HuntworthGear.com and get yourself I, some of those. I lived in mine last week. I know. I, the only thing I didn't do is sleep in it. I mean, I practically did right. sleep, and I was only out of it for a very short period of time. Nor'easter Game Calls, nor'eastergamecalls.com. Mr. Mark is up there. Um, if you guys get on the website, nor'eastergamecalls.com, there's still a bunch of box calls, pot calls, mouth calls, a little bit of everything, and they're proving their worth here in the turkey woods. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Zeus Broadhead, zeusbroadheads.com, the only broadhead here of the Outdoor Drive podcast um, and, you know, breaking hearts and smashing something or other. It's a killer broadhead. So, what's up, dude? Just soaking it all in now, bud. I'm back to work. I know. I am not back to work. I'm working in the woods. Um, Also, our last sponsor, uh, Bowhunters United, uh, you guys, if you guys haven't checked those out in the link below here, you can click on that link and get on over to join into Bowhunters United. Think about that stuff. There's a ton of new stuff that's coming to Bowhunters United as far as the stuff that you get back for being a member of Bowhunters United. And they also sponsor news for your crews. So let's take a second. Let's go see Mr. Mike Salter and see what's going on in the world of news. Alright guys, why don't we buckle up and see what's going on in the world of news with Mr. Mike Salter. Hey everyone, we're going to start this one off with another another legislative victory. This time in Oklahoma, 
where SB 352 and HB 2355 were proposed to authorize the use of airbows. The House has voted down SB 352 with SB 2355 currently under review in the Senate Tourism and Wildlife Committee. The defeat of SB 352 was possible in part by Bowhunters United members taking action through their action alert system and sending their legislators BU's pre-written message to oppose these bills. Now to Utah, where the DWR's Habitat Council has announced uh, that they have allocated $3.4 million from license sales towards habitat improvement projects, including hunting access. From 2006 to 2021, the council has allocated $37.6 million to complete 1,323 wildlife habitat projects, including improving over 280,000 acres of terrestrial habitat, restoring over 1,800 miles of streams and rivers, and acquiring over 28,000 acres of land and waterways now managed by the state or placed under permanent conservation easements. So some major improvements made possible by hunting and fishing license sales. Now to West Virginia, where the Natural Resource Commission has approved reducing the annual buck limit from three to two deer per season, starting in the 2024 season. The decision comes after several surveys of resident and non-resident hunters uh, stated that the majority, by 15 to 18%, were in favor of reducing the annual buck limit. Also, attendees of the March Sportsman's sectional meetings revealed 71% of attendees in favor of the reduced buck limit. Now for some fishing news, the Atlantic States Marine Fisheries Commission and the Atlantic Striped Bass Management Board voted on an emergency measure to lower the upper end of the striped bass slot size to 31 inches. The vote means that the Atlantic coastal states will have to immediately enact new recreational striped bass regulations with a coastwide slot of one fish at 28 to 31 inches, changing from 28 to 35 inches. States are required to implement these changes as soon as possible and no later than July 2nd of this year. So a big change for all of us chasing striped bass this year. Now to Maine, an update from last year uh, on the Fairfield Area PFAS Wildlife Consumption Advisory Area. The Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife, along with the Maine CDC, have issued a revised PFAS Wildlife uh, Consumption Advisory Area in Fairfield that reduces the size of the area by 80%. A map of the revised uh, advisory area can be found on the Inland Fisheries and Wildlife website. Reduction of the advisory advisory area uh, is a result of PFAS testing on 60 deer and 51 turkeys harvested throughout and just outside the area, which has shown that only animals harvested near the most highly uh, contaminated fields had PFAS levels that warranted a consumption advisory. Also in Maine, an opportunity for those of you that want to learn how to track whitetails. Lanny and Landon Benoit and Timmy Bulldock will be holding a tracking school at Pine Grove Lodge in Bingham from May 19th to 21st. The cost of the training is $1,200 and you can reserve your spot by calling Timmy Bulldock at 603-608-7218. Now to Vermont, where the Department of Fish and Wildlife and Fish and Wildlife Board will be holding two public hearings uh, to solicit input on deer and the department's 2023 antlerless harvest and youth novice season recommendations. The hearings are scheduled for 6.30 p.m. on May 9th at Middlebury Union Middle School in Middlebury and May 17th at Montpelier High School in Montpelier. The 2023 recommendations can be found on the department's website. In addition to the hearings, comments can be sent to anr.fwpublickcomment at vermont.gov, and those comments must be submitted by May 19th. Now to Connecticut, where Deep's Fish uh, and Care Program will be holding fly fishing clinics for those that want to learn how to fly fish. Fly Fishing 101 presentations will be held through Zoom at 7 p.m. on May 9th, May 23rd, July 5th, and August 1st. And hands-on fly fishing field days will be held from 5.30 to 8 p.m. on May 18th at Winding Trails in Farmington, uh, June 6th at, and July 25th at Center Springs Pond in Manchester, June 20th and, April, and August 8th at Pickett's Pond in Derby, and July 1st and August 22nd at Wharton Brook State Park in Wallingford. Space is limited and the program is open to those 16 and older. And all gear and instruction will be provided. Registration can be done for that one uh, through DEEP's website. Lastly, also in Connecticut, uh, the Fisheries Division is seeking information about lake trout fishing and catching. Uh, They're asking anglers to log your laker through a link on their website. And even if no... Uh, trout are caught. The information is useful, so please log that as well. The log will have several questions about date, time, type of fishing, and tackle, fish harvested, size of the harvested fish, satisfaction of the fishing, 
and if there are other locations you would like to see stock, uh, stocked as part of the program, and also a spot where you can upload photos of caught Lakers. So make sure to log those trips uh, for Lakers this season. Uh, also, please don't forget to join Bowhunters United to take action and protect ex- uh, and expand your bow hunting rights. You can use the Outdoor Drives affiliate link in the episode description to sign up today. Uh, with that, as always, if you have any news to send along to me, it would be greatly appreciated. Reach out to me at Mike Salter on Facebook or Bearded underscore Bowhunter21 on Instagram. With that, enjoy the rest of your ride. Thanks, Mike. And thank you, Bowhunters United, for everything you do for the news for the crews. All right, Mardik, now it's your time to shine, dude. Let's do a killer's corner because everybody is smacking down birds. If you guys haven't already, get on to our, our Facebook group, The Outdoor Drive, and the Outdoor Drive family there, and post it up, and then you can get a nice shout-out here from the madman Mardik himself. Shout-out from me, baby. All right, we got Jeremy McGillicuddy. My man smacked one, I think it was Saturday morning before the rain. Scott McGregor got a public land bird. Cody Pride, first Merriam in Nebraska. Then he rushed home for Ohio's opener and got himself an Eastern there. Uh, how, how do you say Gene's last name? Gene Gunther. Gunther. First out-of-state gobbler in Iowa. Congratulations to you. We got 13-year-old Hayden Schutz, Turkey, and 9-year-old Waylon Cossett. And that's a first bird. First gobbler. Yeah. And then uh, real quick, shout-out. Or check them out, Tri-State Skin Divers. Uh, registration's open for that. So uh, that's, <clears throat> excuse me. Registration for Tri-State Skin Divers and Tri-State Leaderboard Tournament are now open at www.tristateskindivers.com. The entire month of May, you can contact them with any questions at tristateskindivers at gmail.com. And even if you're not into that stuff, uh, check out their Facebook page. I don't really spearfish. I've been a couple times. But um, I like to follow along on that stuff. Yeah. Oh, no, it's just cool to see some of the stuff yeah. that they shoot. I mean, they're not only shooting local fish, they're also shooting blue water fish, which is kind of really cool to watch them shoot big tuna. And there was a big barracuda last year that broke a world record. Just some really cool stuff on there. That yeah, those there's sharks do. out there, and I don't, I don't mess with sharks. Yeah, I don't mess with sharks. Sharks are like snakes. Yeah. They're just not They're fun. like the snakes of the water. Of the water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We they have water moccasins for that, but okay, <laughs> never mind. We'll just leave that alone. <laughs> so let's let's break into let's do a little bit of breakdown. We both were able to kill a bird um, on day three, um, so that was really cool. That was fun. That made for a really good day. We grinded though. That's the thing. And well, I let's go back to Thursday first because I think we left off Wednesday. Yeah, we had opening day, day one, and then day two we went. Back to try to kill that bird I passed. Yeah. At 40 yards. Yep. This Old bird one is feather. just a pain in my ass. I mean, you're still hunting that bird and having problems. Yeah, I like it, though. I like the challenge. It's a he's lot like of a, challenge, He's like though. an old mature book, you know, target book. <laughs> but, um, no, Thursday morning, you know, I thought we had a good setup. We, we pretty much went to where he was hanging up on us. Wednesday afternoon, or yep. wait, late Wednesday morning, he's on the limb, gobbling right where he's supposed to be. He flies down, he come, comes over the hill, and then just ghosts us. Mm-hmm. Ghost. It was, yeah, he he completely shut up, and we're calling at him, and I, we're hoping that he was going to come over the knob. We went to where he, like, kind of hung up on us to kind of get in what was, you know, particularly his strut zone. Right. And then he wouldn't do it. Uh, so we start calling, and then we had called up a bird from another valley. Oh, I forgot about that. And that bird starts coming in, dude, and it's like maybe 75 yards, and we're in some thick stuff. Like, obviously wouldn't be able to see us. He fires off and then completely shuts up again. Mm-hmm. Like, what? What just happened, dude? Like, it didn't even make any sense. Like, where did you come from? You were on the on a tear right into us and then completely just knocked right off, dude. Like, what? How did that even happen? And we sat there for a bit. Maybe he was going to come in silent. Was going to? I mean, he was on fire, dude. He come over two ridges and almost instantaneously, like yeah, because the first insane. time we could barely hear him the first time he gobbled, right? And it was like I don't, minutes, and mm-hmm. he was in our lap. We were having so much trouble, you know, striking birds on Thursday. Like we would see the birds; they were in a piece of public. They would, they would fire off one, two times, and then they would shut up. 
Mm-hmm. Like, remember, we, we left there. We went to a piece of public. We seen two birds in a field that I've never seen them in before. Just always look there. See the birds. I said, Steve, back up. So so we go and we get in a parking spot and we go to do a loop around them to get up in there. I fire him off. He gobbles two or three times, dude, and then completely shuts up. And I'm like, dude, what are you kidding me? So I try to get a little bit closer into a strike zone and... He never fired off again, never fired off again. And it was kind of like a hen kind of drug him off. And I was like, dude, what in the world is going on here, man? It just didn't make sense. And then we left there, went down the road and seen another bird. Mm-hmm. Right? You're talking about the three? No. No, 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 no. I on uh, he was. <laughs> I don't want to spot burn. No, no, no. It's all right. He was on the corner. Remember, I said, "Yo, oh, stop yeah, yeah, here." Yeah, yeah. I hit the call. He fires off right on top yeah. of the hill, dude. I can see him, and I'm like, "Oh, sh- sh- all right, dude." I said, "We can make a move on him." So we go down and we try and make a move on him. He's hammering, 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 and then he like starts to fade off, like he was going in the opposite direction. So we tried moving down even more, and then he just shut up. Mm-hmm. And you're like did I skyline? Like what just happened? Like it didn't even make any sense. So you kind of get upset about that. And then we left him. We went to another piece of public. We're driving down the road again, three birds in a field that I've never, I haven't seen them there in years. In years. Have I ever seen a bird in that field? And, and we weren't even going to make a mer- move on move those on birds. Either. No, we I had gonna, to go to the bathroom. Because you ate that salad. Yep. I told you not to eat that salad. I know, the salad. Don't get salad, salad at Wendy's. I know. Just get the I was Baconator. just trying to do the right thing, dude. And I think th- I probably would have had better luck with a Baconator yeah. than I did the salad. And or so, nuggets. Just get nuggets. You yeah, can never go wrong with the nuggets. Simple nuggets, dude. You always go the same, the simple Sweet nugget. Sour, route. nugs. You know, you're good. I don't know though. I feel like a child when I drink. I don't eat care. Nuggets. I don't you care. You might as well I'll get drink orange. The orange high C. I was just about I to say care, the orange bro. high C, bro. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if that's if that's the move to make, that's I the, mean, that is the only move. I, I guess so. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm in the truck. Trev's, I'm getting tore up. Trev's in the woods, and with the with the dude wipes. Yeah, and <laughs> dude, the birds hammer. Like, like 75 yards from me, dude. And I'm like, oh, crap. I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're going to make a move at him. So I, I'm still going to the bathroom, and I hear, <laughs> and I'm like. Hit him with the Norris <laughs> crow call. And it fire off. But you didn't even hear him, I don't think, fire well, off at the, the, at thing the call. That, the thing that messed me up is because <clears throat> I was sitting in the truck with the windows down. They sounded like they're on the other side of the street, just the way they came into the right. truck. No, so they're they're up in the field. So I come back and I was like, "You're like, dude, we." Got I couldn't call you because you left the phone with me. Yeah, I was gonna make a move without you. I was just gonna like screw. Trev what are you gonna do? You. Walk right past me? Well, I didn't know where you were. <laughs> so, so you dropped me a pen where you're taking a shit. <laughs> no, I know. So, so we end up trying to make a move on these birds. Oh, we made a move on them, and we get up in there, and. They're hammering off, hammering off, hammering off. Every time I call, they cut me off, hammering, cut on. Now, now birds are doing what birds are supposed to do. I'm getting pumped up. I'm like, this is it. Well, this they, is the run. They did strut on that road for for just a little while. Yeah, and then yeah. that's when I had turned around to you and I said, I don't think that they're coming, bro. And I said, I think that they're Jake. No, no, no. You and s- you want to make a move on well, them? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were like, they're on a logging road. They're right here. Yada yada yada. I don't really know this piece of public, so I said. Well, you want to slip? We'll just slip in farther. We'll just we'll just go around them. We'll get on that logging road and then slip down the logging road. Mm-hmm. You know, get within a hundred yards or so and see if we can, you know, backdoor them. Right. And you go, I think they might be Jakes. And then they hammer and they cut the distance in half. And I go, Well, we're about to find out. We're about to find out. And then, real quick. So I can see them about seventy-five yards coming through this big thick pine grove. And I just see beards hanging, and I'm like, oh, Dragging. well, I'm like, all right, well, this is going to happen. Three giant birds, bro. Giant. Coming in dirty. Dude, just in a line, giant birds just hammering. And so I'm like, all right, here they come. And we're up on a knoll in a kill zone where they're going to come over the knoll and we're going to smash them. And so they start coming, and one of them, the lead bird, breaks towards me. And he's at 25 yards. I hit him with the call. He hammers at me. Guns up. I'm right on his head. And he sticks his head up. And I pop shoot. Boom. And I think he rolls. 
and because he goes down, but he goes down to the right, and they're coming from right to left. So you would think they would continue path of, you know, movement. So I shoot. I think he dumps. I put the gun back up, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna shoot a second one. Now I know you're gonna shoot too. I've shot, so now it's fair game. And I go to shoot at a second bird, and my first bird gets up and starts running. Mm. At this point, now you're pop shot. Do we? <laughs> five the, the shots. Worst part was they were like in a hole. They were stuck in that I know. terrain ditch, and they were just running into each other. Dude. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So five and, shots. And mind you, I'm filming. Yeah. Me. Imagine that. Marduk's filming. Yeah. So I'm trying to run the camera. Now, now I'm on the gun. Oh, hell broke. It got Western real real quick. So five shots go <laughs> off. No birds go down, dude. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, we literally put the wrath of God on them. There's no way we're going to kill the these birds ever again. out of a branch. Just stupid. And we're like, okay, well, that was weird. I don't know what happened, dude. Just shot over him, whatever the case the, may be, whatever. Just the, the first shot baffles me. After that, it was just chaotic. Like, I, yeah. I thought I reloaded my over and under and was going for a third and fourth shot, and I didn't end up doing it. And then after now realizing and looking at my arm, my gun wasn't even shouldered properly. That's why I went to a red dot, my man. And I'm terrible at getting down on the gun. Then like you got I'm a bruise to. like that. Yeah. And it just happened on the inner side of my bicep. And you're just like, dude, what in the world is going on? And I haven't missed a bird in quite some time. I mean, it's been a long time since I've missed a bird. And not, you know, just, I normally keep myself calm, cool, and collective. But I think just with the camera and, I don't know, just absolute bullshit. A little bit of the grind. <sighs> We're, you know. You just want it done. There was a little frustration setting in by Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been running the-, the road. We've been running, and we're averaging. I mean, we I think we did like nine miles that day on on foot. I, no exaggeration. I put a thousand miles on my truck last week. It's insane. Not complaining. No, that's what that's what it takes sometimes. It is. Um, so then we broke out of there, went over to another piece of public where we had seen uh, two birds in a field with a with a hen. Um. And we got up in there and called, and I think they gobbled once, twice, maybe. At this point now, it's raining a little bit more. Um, so I tried making a move on them with a fan, and they ended up tucking their feathers and running the opposite direction. Mm. So that's the end of that. And you're like, dude, all right, so we missed. Can't do this. Now I'm living with that, and I'm like, dude, this sucks. This absolutely sucks. So we didn't. I don't think we got any birds that that anymore after that i think we just chilled scouted a little bit for the rest of the day ate some dinner went to bed early knowing that we were going to get up early the next morning to take the walk to take the walk um into a hunting hole where we normally kill some good birds um so we went and went home chilled got up early morning 315 we left the house 315 left the truck at quarter after 4 430 and started making the hike. Uh, 1.3 miles to the top of the hill. And we got in there. And you hit. Struck one with, yep, struck struck one with, one with the owl call. He ended up chilling there. We ended up moving back down a little bit. To kind of where the kill zone is. And we sat in there. Right off the rip. I'm calling. And I'm it, the bird is coming. And it's getting closer, closer, and then it doesn't gobble anymore. And out of my peripheral, now mind you, and I'm going to set this up for you. Mm. So we're there's two intersection intersecting walls. To my left, it's about ten yards off my left hand shoulder, and the wall's right there. And I had mentioned like, all right, we got to move off this wall just in case they spit over this wall. We're like, ah, it is what it is. Let's just hunt it. And there's another wall about 60, 50, 60 yards mm. out in front of us. And we're hoping they're going to come through the break in the wall because that's where we're pointed. So we have guns up. We're ready. He's coming. And he just goes completely silent, would not gobble back. Out of my peripheral, 10 yards away, I can hear, and it's wings. And I can see this big black blob move at the stone wall. So I flip over to my left, and I get up, and I go to see if he's over the, the wall, like running away. And I didn't see anything. It's wide open over there. I know. It's super wide open. And I didn't see anything. So now I'm like, whoa, what the hell? 
Well, hopefully that's not the only bird. No, we knew that other bird was. Well, out. the other bird. Yeah. Well, there was like two or three other right. birds gobbling down, down, down yonder, and, and then the holla. Then the holla. So we're like, all right, whatever. So we start calling. This thing would like call. It would gobble on its own, but wouldn't respond to calls. So we sat there. Yeah, that was wild. It, I don't know. It was super weird as far as calling and, like, coming back. I don't know, dude. Like, the birds just did not want to cooperate and play the way that they wanted to play. So that's when we decided to move off the wall just a little bit more mm-hmm. if one was going to pop over. And we could watch this one area on a big oak tree. Oh, we sick. both could sit. I had a little flat rock I was oh, sitting on. Perfect. I was loving life. Super perfect spot. Beautiful morning. It was, like, light Foggy. fog. And I said to Steve on the walk-in, I go, dude, it's a t- turkey-killing morning. Mm. Turkey-killing morning. Like, pressure change. Everything's perfect. They're going to gobble. And so we moved to this this big oak tree. Now we can shoot both stone walls. And we're sitting there, and these things not responding. Not responding, not responding. So we just sit there, and we're just chilling. Every once in a while, we give them a call, kind of throwing everything at them. A uh, little bit of slate. We threw a box call at him. One point, we both of us were box calling. He ends up responding, and the beatbox. Yeah. So he sits there, and I'm like, okay, he might call, he might not. So we sit there a little bit longer. Then he gobbles on his own. So then we hit him with the call, and he responds. And he responds. So he said, okay, he's coming. So this bird starts coming. And it's a little screwy because now we're in bigger oaks and there was like shooting lanes. Like, Hey, if he's on this side or that side, like shoot, shoot, this don't shoot. And he starts coming, 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 coming. Boom. He shows up just, and I could see him is better than that. He's on, he gobbles on the other side of the stone wall and then we don't hear him for sex. So we know he's right there. It's just a matter of him coming through the wall. I don't think you could. I saw him first. I could see him. I could see him strutting when he was down this down that bird far. just appears out of the fog, like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's just all of a sudden you just see a white head faintly coming out of the fog, and then all of a sudden he just goes into full strut, and you just see this the tail fan coming through the fog. It was amazing. Anyways, go ahead your story. No, and it, it's it was super badass. So I could see the same thing, and you can just see the fan. And it's just appearing in the fog as it's coming up through Incredible. this 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 flat. And so I can see it, see it, see it, and, and Marduk's like, Don't call. He's looking right for us. I go, Okay, we'll yeah, because call. Now he's I, behind now the oak see, tree. Right. Yeah. Now he's behind another big oak tree and I cannot see him. So Marduk's like, Don't call, don't call. So he's the, looking, he's looking. Pro- I, and I'm like, now I'm getting anxious though, because I can't <clears throat> see him. Right. The problem is we got the stone wall to our left and like a I don't know, I guess you call it a swamp to our right. It's they're what, forty yards apart, yeah. And it's a strip of just mature hardwoods. So you can, if you were to turn around and look behind us, you can see a hundred yards. Right. So this bird's at a spot where he's now looking for the hen that he thinks he heard, and he can see a hundred yards. He sees no hen. So I'm telling Trev, don't call because if you call right now, we're we're he's gonna look right at us, and mm-hmm. there's no hen here. Just hope he gets. You know, frustrated enough where he's just going to keep coming in search of that hen that he had just heard before he crossed the wall. So he's like, I don't know, I'd say 40 to 45 yards away. Yeah, I'd say all 45. And he's in there, and then he finally appears, and he comes out from behind the tree, and he sticks his head up like he's looking, but normally, like, they, they'll put their head back down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's not going to keep his head up really long, but, I mean, he could if he's looking, right? So he puts that head up, and he starts getting kind of, like, weary. And Now, at this point, I can't see him. No. I could see him the whole time, and Trev couldn't. He shifts behind this oak, comes out on Trev's side. Now, Trev can see him, and I cannot. Just and, his head's out, though. Right. And he pokes his head out, and it's up. And the camera's rolling, and I'm like, okay... And I say to Marduk, I say, okay, I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot. He sticks his head up. I'm going to shoot. So he sticks his head up. He's on behind the tree. I click over to uh, the 555, my bottom barrel, and I let it rip. And he, like, jumps up, and he starts to run away. 
And as soon as it goes to run away, Marduk hammers him again. And he, like, he like stumbles off and, like, just kind of is, like, all weary. So I get up and I run over there and I get a little bit closer. And now it's going to be my top barrel with just my extra full. And I shoot him again. And the thing's still alive. And he's just, like, but he's all screwy, right? And he's, like, walking. And I've had this happen. Like, I call them zombie birds. I've had this happen before. I shot one dead, <laughs> dead on running down. I mean, straight running down a tote road at me four or five years ago, dude. And this thing comes in 12 gauge, long beard XR, dude. And he's coming right at me. Wham! Dude, and just rolled him backwards. He gets back up and he's stumbling around, just bleeding out of his face, right? And he's coming toward, now he's coming at me at this point, right? So I hit him with another one. Boom! Three and a half inch long beard. <laughs> he's still coming. And I could just see him profusely drink, like, out of his face. He can't see anything. And he slams right into a big oak tree. And he's still alive, you know. So you go over and you do your thing and and get and get them all out. So this same bird's doing the same exact thing. Exact same thing. And he's like walking into a tree. And Mark's <laughs> no, like, when I got, I was a little bit behind. Actually, my gun, I guess you'd say jammed. I think I sh- short stroked or something, but it fetched up on me. So Trevor jumped up, ran after it. I cleared my jam. I I come up behind. Now Trev's out because he shot twice. So I catch up to the bird and he's just like leaning against a tree like a boxer in the corner of a <laughs> yeah. fucking ring and i'm like do you want me to shoot this thing and he's like no nah, he's dead and i'm like he don't look dead he's looking right at me yeah but he's like he's, he's not dead on dead. his feet yeah he's yeah. dead on his feet and it's like what are you gonna do dude just straight decimate him at this point and like look like you, you rocky balboa no like you just grab a hold of him and, and do what you need to do but you <laughs> were like i shoot him again and i was saying to you i was like i've been in this situation i've had this happen before dude like they just i was good because like i've already burned through enough saddies for you the oh, last two days shoot. i was like i, I don't want to shoot another round and it, and it's it's crazy because it and I, we were talking about this post and i was like dude for some reason, I don't know if they just have like a serious will to live, like a big buck in the rut, mm. like they just go, you know what I'm saying? And it was just the luck of the draw, right? Like, I don't know. And back reviewing the footage, what mm. happened was, and this is the great thing about the camera and, and filming, he had stuck his head out from the tree. When I shot, you can see half of the pattern skim the side of the tree. tree right. So my stopping power has now minimized. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you're you're sending half the you know, half the rounds down down range at him. And luckily we were able had two guns, we were able to lay him down, but crazy dude. Absolute crazy. It was absolutely picture perfect. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh laid him down and you know, we did our thing, smoked with them, hung out, and kind of reminisced on it. But killer, killer turkey hunt. Like, absolute picture perfect. Just, it just was what it was, man. And then, so we did the trek out, got back out, did a bunch of pictures, you know, this, that, and the blah, blah. Then we start running around. Now we're putting, you know, miles just on the tires. Trying to find something to play. And did we end up finding something else to try and play or no? <clears throat> we had a tough. Was that the? That was the same day you shot yours. No, I know that. Was that the same? Was what day was it that we played with that one across the street? And you couldn't get him across the street. Was that Thursday or Friday? Uh, I'm not really sure, to be honest. Mm. I, I don't. don't I don't know. We messed around with so many birds that yeah, just would I not cooperate in, in the right, in in the right, the right realm. So anyway, so the day goes on. We put the miles on. We grab some lunch. We got a bird in the back. We're checking a bunch of public. We we ran up in we were, a couple of spots. Yeah, and I we almost got to a point where we had I wouldn't say burned out, but we had exercised most of the places in the general facility that right. we were at. And Chev kind of looked at me and said, "What do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, I say we jump on this road right here, head in this direction, grab lunch." And then there's, you know, some more public over, you know, not close to where we were, but we get over in that area. There's a bunch of public. We could kind of work our way mm-hmm. back towards the house. So stopped and got lunch. Um, That's when we, so we had checked those public and then we got, we're, we got on the highway, went down a couple of exits. You're like, dude, I got a spot that I've been scouting for deer that might be a good yeah, public well, spot. I actually, we got, I got off the exit. And that, yeah. that's when I thought of it, and I, I was driving. That's when Killer's 
Gonna Kill came into right. play. So I was driving, and I knew I was in the general vicinity of this new spot that I had scouted for deer. But because I was coming in from an, the opposite direction that I would be if I was coming mm-hmm. from home, I wasn't exactly sure where it was, northeast, southwest, of where we were at that particular time. So I pulled over, GPSed it. It was seven minutes away, back the other direction. So I'm like, dude, what do you think? And he's like, are there birds there? I was like, I don't know. I scouted it for deer. Um, we're tired. We're we're yeah, grumpy and ornery. I'm surprised we didn't get in a fucking fist fight last week, to be honest with you. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, that says a lot that we survived yeah. last week together. Yeah. Um, and you know that this, is one thing I, I do want to talk about that because sometimes you know you hunt with somebody for three four days and you just start to get. Like, one person will make a play or want to make a play, and then the other one... And this didn't really happen, but it, it does, I've had this happen, where, like, you get, like, pissed, and you're just like, whatever, bro. Yeah, well, it's lack <laughs> of sleep. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, literally no sleep. Grinding, work, driving everywhere. And, yeah, it easily could get frustrated mm-hmm. and then take it out on yeah, your hunting partner. Yeah. So, we survived. We're good. We Especially didn't. when you want to kill something, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. it's just kind of one of those things. So, anyway, so so we're down seven minutes from the spot. Yeah, and like I was saying, it would have been very easy at that moment of time where we were mentally to just say, fuck it, and just keep heading the direction that mm-hmm. we were planning just on go going. Home. But something clicked in the back of my head, and I said, no, come on, we're already here. So, I turned the truck around, shot back up another exit, got off. Trev had never been to the spot before. And um, when we pulled on to the road that the public starts on there's a truck parked right there and i was like dude don't worry about it it's a big piece of public that that truck's a mile from where i want to go so we run the road all the way down and as we're pulling up to my parking spot there's no truck there and i said i'm gonna buzz by it because this is the end of public and just after the public there's a big ag field i said let's see if there's anything in the field so as we're pulling up to the ag field, I remember saying to you, I said, ideally, if there's a bird in this field, he's in the back right corner. And as I say it, <laughs> there's, there's, a bird. there's a bird in the back right corner. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So whip the truck around, back the truck into the parking spot. It was 1 o'clock on the dot. And I said, he'll be dead by 1.30. Well, the thing is, so I get out of the truck and I take the, the bird that we had already killed and put it in the front seat. And, I, and I'm like, I'm looking on the ground, dude. <laughs> And I'm like, those feathers ain't from my bird. There's feathers everywhere in the parking lot. And I'm like, dude, what? The, what? And I said, yo, Mardik, I said, someone already killed a bird here. And I said, well, we know there's one that's still alive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, all right, we're going in. Yep. So, we run up in there. What do you think? It's a quarter mile? Yeah, it's, maybe. A couple straight, minute walk, whatever. Straight up in there. Luckily, I'd, I had deer scouted it. So, I'd, I'm familiar with the terrain, the layout, the vegetation, and all that stuff. I, I already had in my mind, like, a perfect spot where... You know, we should be able to kill this bird. So we get there, and before we get too crazy and get set up, I said, hit the call, see if he strikes. Trev hits the call, and he hammers back. I said, all right, let's get ready. Yeah. So so you set up in one spot, and then it you're like, no, this isn't going to work. So you had to end up moving. Yeah. So now you're like in front of me, but off to my right. So I was... And, he, and the bird's coming down. from the left. So I was like, okay, I said, the only problem is... And the good thing we had, there was like a peninsula of like briary thick shit. So he couldn't come through there. It was either left or right of this peninsula, we'll call it. And I was kind of getting nervous because the way he was tracking to come onto public, I thought he was going to break to the left and they would have came over my left-hand shoulder, which you still could have potentially got a shot. I just would have had to let him really roll in on me. At first, I wasn't worried about it because it's kind of like a CRP field right mm-hmm. there, and then you got timber. When he first started, I mean, because this bird did it dirty. He was he was pretty much hitting every time you called, for the most part. Sometimes it's double. And getting closer each time. So we knew he was coming in like turkey's supposed to come in. Most of the time, he was in that timber, which was good because I knew he was going to pop out right on this logging road that I could shoot, and then all of a sudden at the last minute, he must have popped in, I don't know, 50 yards sooner than I yeah. thought. So now he's right at the head of this peninsula, and now he's got the option to go to the right or to the left. To the left, not good for him. Um, so, yeah, I did get a little nervous about that. Yeah, I just I was just hoping he was going to work down that tote road. And as soon as – so when he started to get to that break, I was trying to – I turned my head and kind of threw the call to, yeah. to the right – my right, his left, 
to try and get him to come down that tote road just so it was more on that side. Whether it worked or it didn't work in that aspect, I don't know. But he did end up coming down that tote road. He hammered right there at that tip of that peninsula. And I was like, okay, here he comes. That's when I zoomed the camera in, and you could see him right there. He starts strutting. I hit him one more time. He lit off and gobbled, stuck up his head, and started coming down the tote road mm-hmm. even heavier. And I was and, like, and oh, he's you're at done. 25 yards? Yeah. At, you know, yeah, at best. At full strut, gobbling in my face. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, if you're going to come, just keep on coming. Mm-hmm. So I'm just filming him, and I'm, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, we're good. Shoot. You're good. Shoot. You're good. Shoot. I'm like, I wanted him to try to suck start the barrel. I mean, he was he was close to suck starting the barrel, but I I was like, whatever footage we're gonna get, we got it. It's on now. You know what I'm saying? Whatever now is a bonus. And he did exactly what he did. Dirty ends up. He stops. He struts. And then he starts to come out of strut, dude. And you just see him just crumble. Crumble. I and crushed him. The thing is that when we went to go leave the truck. One of the big things is Marduk knocked his gun a couple the day prior. So we Wednesday. were nervous. Wednesday after I shot my first bird. And then every time I shot after that was I, off. But or they we were thought. also running birds. Correct. But you were still nervous. And when yeah. we went to go leave the truck, I was like, bro, you want me to bring a gun? Yeah. And you're like, no. He goes, one bird, one gun. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. And I said, okay, fine. You're up to bat, dude. It's yeah. your decision, dude. This is your bird. Uh, let's make it happen. And, dude, he didn't. He he dude, literally crumbled. Folded. I mean, it was epic. He looked like a deer getting hunt, heart punched by a 300 wind mag. He it, just buckled. Just buckled. And that's one thing we talk about this, you know, in episode 188 with Aaron uh, from uh, Saddies. Um, he, you can stop the flop. It is stoppable, one hundred percent, with tungsten, and that's one of the things they don't flop with tungsten, and that's what he did, and that's picture perfect. You're finally getting a bird to be able to work, do what you want it to do, dirty, and you crumble him right in a spot. And the cool thing about that bird, I've shot—I don't want to put a number on it—but I've shot a a lot of birds in my life, been very blessed with opportunities to shoot birds, and you always look for a special thing in a bird when you mm. walk up to a bird. The white barring, double white barring on two. My bird last on year. Two. Correct. Yep. Which is always beautiful. You get the ivory, um, you know, spurs or the dark spurs, the thick spurs. I mean, there's there a was, lot of things. That guy had posted one on uh, CT hunting last week with the extra paint. Yep. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And then there's the, you know, you get double spurt. I mean, every bird has something different to it. It's very unique. One of the things about your bird was. Did you see the one Dave Owens posted? The double beard? The double beard. Side by side. 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 Dude. Insane. Insane. I thought that that was a picture edit at first when I first uh, watched it. It's like a mirror image or something. Dude, super sick, dude. So, so badass. Um,. So we walk up to the bird, and the bar the bird has no barring, no brown barring on its tail. It's almost pitch almost black. black. Yeah, um, super cool, gorgeous. I lost my mind. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was so sick. Like so. Anyway, so what we said when we left the truck would be dead by one thirty. One nineteen. He hit the ground. Yeah. As soon as I pulled the trigger, I looked back at Trevor. I said, "What time is it? What time is it? One nineteen. And I just lost. My, I mean, I was. You got to see. You figure. You got to find out why they call me the madman. You figure one o'clock left the truck, about a 10 minute walk. We'll call it a nine minute hunt. I'll tell you exactly how long it was. Six What's minutes it? and 22 seconds after I turned the GoPro on. Okay. So from the first call, I sat, sat down. I sat down. You struck him. I sat down, turned the GoPro on. At 622, he was dead. Six, six minutes and 22 seconds yep. he was in our lab. And he was taking his time. I mean, it could have been a lot faster. But it was Listen, cool. the way the birds have been working the three days uh, prior to that, I'll take that. You know what's funny is it, this This is something. And so I've been absolutely humping to, to try and find another bird for the past couple of days here. I didn't hunt Saturday. I didn't hunt Sunday. I hunted Monday, t- Tuesday, and today's Wednesday as we're recording this. And this is going to drop tomorrow, Thursday. I have not struck a bird to put it in my lap yet until yesterday. Two, Oh, I'm sorry, Monday. You want me to jump in? Because I hunted I hunted for Saturday. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to tell you this. I'll tell you this story, and then we can go back to that one. So Monday, I hunted Monday, and have just having sheer luck. And I'm putting 
three and a half to four and a half miles on my feet a day in different public, going to different spots, doing loops, so on and so forth. Monday, it's one spot that I hunt religiously. Great hunting spot. I've killed a lot of birds in there. My other buddy has killed a lot of birds in there. They're just not in the same spot. And I just had this weird, like, you know, you have like those weird omens and you're just like, hey, I got to go here and try this. So I went in there and tried it. Um, when I was road scouting on Sunday, I seen them going up this road, this driveway. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Like the birds are down. It's almost a mile in. So I get down in this peninsula and I hit the slate call and they fire, he fired off. And I'm like, okay, he's far. Start looking at the maps. I'm like, okay, I'm 600, 800, and I'm 400 and something feet from this house. I got to be 500. So then I come back up and I work this little tiny hill. So I get myself almost to 600 feet. I love to play with the buffer. I sit down. I drag the branch over. At the time, I'm calling. He's still firing off. I sit down on the ground, flip open the camera, Start pointing that direction. He fires off down down below the hill. No sooner than me grabbing my... Actually, I didn't even grab my gun. My gun was still leaning on the thing. I look out and there's a fucking hen at 20 yards away from me. And there's a Jake right behind him. And I thought... I'm like, oh, I should just level this Jake, right? So I'm filming the whole time, dude. I'm, I'm rolling the film right by him, right? Not paying attention to the viewfinder. I'm watching this hen. I'm, I'm calling. He's gobbling. I can see his white head about 75 yards, dude, and he's just hanging out back there. I'm like, okay, here he comes. Here he comes. Here he comes. Now, mind you, that fucking hen is probably 10 feet away from me, literally 10 feet away from me, and she's purring. I'm like, you fucking bitch. And there's a Jake right there. And the Jake starts getting a little weary. Now, mind you, fast. I'm talking like fast paced. This thing is in these, these birds are in Tom and he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. Goblin. I'm filming the whole thing. Fucking, this is awesome, dude. I said, I'm going to level this thing. And the hen putts. And I'm like, you bitch. Now the Jake putts. And I see him and he's like 40, 40 something yards away, right? And I go to put up my gun, and I'm on him, and I go to shoot, and I go to shoot the Tom. He's like 35, 40 yards away. When I go to shoot, bro, I see this giant cloud of smoke. Just like, (laughs) I shoot, boom, and just a giant cloud of smoke. And I'm like, what the hell just happened? What the hell just happened? So, and they, they all run off. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? What happened was, there was a vine in front of me. And I'm starting to play this all back in my mind. There's a vine in front of me. So, instead of shifting my entire body, I shifted the gun out. When I shifted the gun out, you know, come off of my cheek Mm. like an idiot, I go to shoot, I shot a giant fucking rock. And when I shot the rock, you could just see this giant cloud of smoke. (laughs) And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the second bird that I've missed. And I'm just like totally and utterly just pissed with myself so i'm like i'm like all right i'm gonna look back on the footage bro i flip open the view screen to go and do it it says error no sd card (laughs) i forgot to put the sd card back in the camera and i'm just like dude what is going on here like i I just don't understand what like just whatever but it's it's tough enough to the fact that I can't get birds in range or get birds to work the way they're supposed mm-hmm. to. And the ones that are working, I'm making rookie mistakes. Like, just absolute rookie mistakes. And it's okay. It can't be perfect all the time. But, like, dude, I'm missing just as many turkeys as I did deer during deer season. Like, I, like what is going on with me, man? I'm just like, I don't know if it's the camera or the anticipation of just working really hard. At that time, I had, from sun up... Till I didn't I didn't strike those birds until almost one thirty in the afternoon. That was the first gobble I had heard all day long, mm-hmm. and almost four miles on my feet, five miles on my feet, doing circles in new public, whatever the case may. Rain, no rain, you know, all day you're just frustrated. Finally, strike it up, and you just want to kill that bird, and you want it to go right, and then that happens, mm-hmm. and you're just like, "What the fuck, dude?" It's so irritating. It's it's like, I don't know. It two words just, for you. 
What? Red dot. Yeah, I know. We I can't. Sh- <clears throat> what? I said I can't really put it. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to build another gun. I'm not gonna be able to put a red dot on my side. My over and yeah. under. <clears throat> I, I. That's why I have it. I have a terrible bad habit of not not getting low enough on the gun. I know what it's from. It's from years of shooting rifles, and mm-hmm. I just tend to be high on the cheek or low, or whatever, down on the chin. Right. And I'm too high on the gun. Beads right on the turkey. Everything's good. Good trigger press, and I shoot right over their head every time. Once I put the red dot on, I don't miss turkeys standing still. I mean, I missed a couple this week, you know, running like hell. But if they're standing there with their head out and they're in range, lights out. So, so it's funny is, so, and and one of the things, and the last time that I remember missing a bird with a gun, it was youth hunting. I was 12 years old. We, it was two of us hunting, me and one of my dad's good buddy's sons. My dad calls in these two birds, absolute giants. I remember I could tell you right I could literally close my eyes and literally picture this entire hunt. It was absolutely epic and I remember this like it was yesterday. I'm sitting with my pops. We made like a small ground blind. My dad uh my dad's friend Ed and Ed were to my left-hand side. He was first on the gun. You know, he's a he's a um you know, a guest on our property so he gets first first shot. They call my dad ends up calling him in, and I remember it like yesterday. My dad was using a gobble call, okay? So he would call with it and then gobble, mm. right? These two birds come off this ridge. I remember it like it was yesterday. The sun was coming up. These giant birds, dude, full strut, come out of strut and run as fast as they can, then full strut again. I mean, like, run. I've never seen birds. Like, they were almost tripping over their feet as they're running down this hill. So they come in, and they're strutting right on this tote road right in front of us. And little Ed goes to shoot, and his gun goes click. Hmm. What happened was he was using a pump action, and he must have pushed it up against, like, his, you know, like, against a stick that he was, like, holding it onto. And the action, and it's notorious with the Remingtons, it sets the pin back a little bit farther. It strikes it, but it doesn't set off the firing pin. So I hear click, and they're like, okay, shoot, Trevor, Trevor, shoot. So I put up my gun, and I go to shoot. I was so excited... And I get excited, and I used a scope at that time. I didn't use a red dot. We used to use a scope. So I put it up on the gun, but I was so anxious to see if I killed that bird. When I shot, I lifted the gun mm-hmm. off of my cheek. Tossed it. To, to just like, and I remember a perfect pattern on a giant oak tree, about nine inches, absolute perfect, head level with the turkey, but I shot the fucking tree. And I remember it like it was yesterday, and I remembered, and I always said to myself, You'll never make that mistake again because you made that mistake already. And now, almost fucking 30 years later, dude, I'm doing the same exact thing again. And it's so irritating. I get so frustrated because it's like I've done it twice now. Twice. There should be two more. We probably, between the two of us, could you imagine how many birds should be dead right now? Like, it's like, but it's what keeps the season going, I guess. I mean, it's frustrating. Very frustrating. Wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? There's a turkey right there. No way. It's a hen. <clears throat> Coming out to the field right now. Oh, there she is. What time is it? 7.22. 7.22. You see, this is why I want to sit here. Is that thing got a red head? I don't have my binoculars on my right here. Hold on. Um, Let me see. I thought it was a hen, but now that I see the wings. um, I'm going to pull out my binoculars. This is why I wanted to sit here in public. I had a feeling there were some birds over here. Let's see what it is. It's a hen. That's what I thought. Um, but that's good to know. I made a fi- I made a bad mistake the other day too. What'd you do? Well, first of all, where'd we? Go? I gotta go back to what? Sat- so Saturday morning, I went back to hunt the asshole bird, the one that I passed Wednesday morning, and just based by how he acted Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday late morning when we worked on how he acted Thursday morning, I decided I was gonna get close to the roost. And I hate hunting roost. I hate setting up close to roost. I hate being, I don't like the setup where the bird can see me before he hits the ground. I want to be 100, 150, 200 yards off the roost and call him in that way. So I roosted him Friday night, knew where he was, went in Saturday morning, set up. He starts gobbling. I'm like 50 yards from this bird. Way too close for my comfort. And I'll be honest with you. 
I'm pretty sure he knew I was there. He must have heard me set up, or maybe I moved setting up the cameras when it was a little too light out or what. This bird must have gobbled 200 times on the limb. Five, six gobbles at a time. I'm just waiting for him to make a move. He's going to fly down or what. So finally he flies down away from me, hits the ground, goes over the ditch, and putts like 300 times running away from me. So that was the end of that hunt. So then <clears throat> I got in the truck. Um, Tom Oligio had hit me up Friday or hit both of us up Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted to get together the hunt. Uh, you were busy, so I told him I'd hunt with him. Well, we had bad weather coming in Saturday, a lot, lot of rain, and I was going to head – west to tom because he's probably what half an hour west of me but i checked the radar and it looked like my whole side of the state looked the best on the radar so i said tom why don't you come down meet me here we can run some of my dirt and um try to avoid the rain so that's what we did and i mean i dude i pretty much did the same thing that me and you did wednesday thursday friday just any piece of public I thought could hold a bird, some places I knew, some places, you know, new places I had never walked before. And we just put miles on the truck and boots on the ground just trying to strike and trying to strike and trying to strike and trying to strike. Nothing, nothing, nothing. nothing. And I, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough day with the weather, with the low pressure, with the mm-hmm. rain. It wasn't a good goblin day, but, mm-hmm. I mean, all you can do is give it hell. And and we, right. and we gave it hell, man. I felt bad, man, because I wanted to get, get him a bird bad. Um. So I was getting a little later in the day, and I, I went to one spot closer to home that I know pretty well. I knew there was birds in there at one time. Now this is, what, day four of the season, so who knows what's still alive. I know for a fact one of those birds got killed uh, Friday morning. Um, but we slept in the backside in a parking spot that doesn't really get used. I hadn't seen a truck there all year. We slept in there, get on the, the main two track. I see fresh gobbler shit on the road. Fresh, fresh. I mean, it's still wet. So I hit the call, try to strike a bird, nothing. So the plan was I was going to move up another 100 yards and see what happens. We went about 75 yards, and all of a sudden I look up, and there's two white heads running down the down the two-track away from us. So I'm like, that's all right. So we just turned around, pretty much ran back to the truck, Jumped in the truck, drove around to the backside to get above these birds. And I said, listen, let's just go in here on this hillside. I know where these birds, you know, were hanging out preseason. We'll set up. Let's just set up and start calling and expect them to come in silent. Let's be prepared for them to come in silent because birds aren't gobbling today. Um, We just spooked these birds. We might be able to call them in because now we're, you know, five, six hundred yards from where we spooked them. Mm -hmm. And we're coming in from the other side. Right. So we set up. I don't know, probably sat there for 45 minutes, periodically calling, nothing. So that was my Saturday. So then Monday, because I can't hunt Sundays in Connecticut, Monday I decided I'm going to go after asshole bird again. Um, Went in, did I hunt on Monday? Yeah, you did. Monday, Tuesday. You hunted like every day except for this morning. Yeah, but I only have till about 7 a.m. Right. Um, before I have to bail for work. So, um, I, fr- I don't even remember how the hunt went Monday, to be honest with you. It's all a blur. But I will tell you this. Monday night, <clears throat> I went over there to go roost them for Tuesday morning. So, I leave the house. You know, this is right, <clears throat> excuse me, right next to my house. So, I leave the house. I start walking over there. I got to go through a big field before I get over to where the birds are. So I stopped there, right in that spot where we, we've been taking all the pictures of birds on the mm-hmm. stone wall. <clears throat> I look up. Here comes a coyote coming right at me, right down the rip. I don't have a gun with me. I don't even have my pistol on me. I'm all discombobulated. So the only thing I could do was pull out my phone, turn it sideways, and start recording. And this coyote comes to, like, 20 yards. I'm in the wide open, no cover, just standing there, not moving. Coyote stops at 20 yards, looks around turns parallels me jumps the wall comes out on the other side still 20 yards away turns around takes off away from me never knew i was there as soon as he gets in the timber i turn around and sprint back to my house grab the coyote call grab the remote didn't grab the camera grab my gun 
went right back to where I just saw him, set the e-collar down, got in the bushes, hit pup distress. Within 45 seconds, here comes that coyote, right, right from where he just came from. He's standing there at 40 yards. I've got my turkey gun with me. I'm about to roll this thing with the saddies. I mean, I'm going to devastate him. I want him to come a little bit closer. Because 40 yards, number nines, number sevens, whatever, um, it'll do it. But I wanted to get him close, 20 yards. So um, he's not moving. He's just held up. So sometimes it, the, the call's still running. So sometimes if you mute it and stop the sound, then they'll keep coming because they, they want to know where the sound mm-hmm. went. So I hit mute. Coyote's still standing there. I said, you know what? Maybe 40 is the best I'm going to get. So I kind of ease up. Put the red dot right on the side of his head. Click. My gun was unloaded. <laughs> I never unload my gun, ever. When I'm at the house, my guns are loaded, always, because this kind of stuff happens all the time. But because we had been running so many roads last week, you know, I had unloaded my gun. And how many times did you see me press check my gun last week? Right. Like, I'm constantly, like, we leave the truck. If we strike a bird, you know, 150 yards away, the First thing I do is I press check just because I need that verification that there's one in the chamber. It's right. just a mental thing. Like I know it's loaded, but I just gotta see. I just gotta see brass. Well, this happens so fast. I never loaded my gun. So here's this coyote at 40 yards. My gun just went click. I laughed. I knew I had no bullets on me. Coyote's still standing there. So I'll, so I picked up a rock and threw it at him. <laughs> he he didn't run. So I picked up another rock, threw it at him. He finally kind of bounded off. Ran back to the house. Grabbed three shells, back to the same spot, called again. Of course, he's not going to come back in. So I had just enough daylight now to head over to try to roost that bird. Boom, he's in the same tree he was in Saturday morning when I set up too, too close to the roost. So now i got a better game plan for Tuesday morning. So Tuesday morning I go in. I set up not as close as I was Saturday, but not as far away as we were on Friday. And uh, or Thursday, um, good spot, good view. He's on the stick, he's gobbling his head off, gobbling his head off, gobbling his head off. Finally, hits the ground. He's coming in this little kind of like a food plot. I have it, I didn't plan it, but I, I cleared it so it's just like natural grass is growing in it. And um, I see a hen come out, she's in the food plot. I hear him gobbling behind her. Um, and then I then I see him come in full strut, old one feather, can't miss him. He's missing that middle tail tail feather and right in the middle so um he's standing there and i can't call this bird in he's not even gobbling to the call he's standing there just hovering around this hen at like you know the, the he's 80 yards from me the hen's like 20 yards from him and he's just sitting there strutting for her and strutting for her and i'm watching the clock because i have to bail at seven to get to work mm-hmm. and i'm stuck i'm like i have no exit strategy now like there's no way i'm getting out of here and i'm watching the clock and then like an answer to my prayers, the hen just decided she was done preening and scratching around, and she just walked over the hill, and he just followed her. As soon as they got over the hill, I grabbed my shit and ran for the truck and got out of the Huntworth, put my work clothes on, and went to work. Not better than that. Yeah. So he's still out there. Did I tell you about the coyote that came came running up mm, on me on the, the two track? Right? Dude, beautiful blonde, no, white, that, bro. There's nothing better than a blonde. I'll tell you what. I so I'm standing, standing on the two track, and I'm calling, 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 calling. I'm cutting, 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 cutting. Nothing responding. You know, it's a piece of public. I, I hunt. It's my home hometown, and I haven't struck a bird up there in probably four years. But I've killed a bird, and so I end up I going in there to see if they were. You know, so I said, screw it. I'm gonna go in there, see if I can. So I get on this two track and I start calling. I'm cutting this, that, and the other thing. And I go to, yeah, I think she's going to roost somewhere. She's going to pitch up someone right here. But so I'm on the two track and I go to turn around to like walk out and I hear, and I look and there, there's a coyote running down the other two track in the intersection. So I like throw up my gun and she's running, running, running. I hit the call. She stops. I drop down, try and call her. hope she'd come back. She didn't, but she, her days are numbered. I'm going to wait until it's real nice out, like cold. And I'm going to go in there and I'm going to try and kill her because I think, and she's not going to go nowhere. She lives in there somewhere. So why don't you want to kill her now? What? Let her be prime. 
you know what I'm saying? Why not? You know, it's just they're all they're always prime for me. I know, but I'd rather. I don't know. It's, it's a yeah. When, when it's I a say it's gorgeous, like yeah. I mean, gorgeous, dude. Like almost like mountable kind of gorgeous. You know what I'm saying? And like, why am I gonna ruin it now? You know? Yeah. So it'll be it'll be something to kill down the road. But. I respect that. If it was mangy though, I'd just kill the fucker now. Yeah, I know, but it's not. The one so. I I got I played down what that that clip of that dog I had the encounter with the other day. I got over a minute of footage of it. I know, great footage, absolute great. I'm excited, dude. I'm excited for tomorrow. I'm gonna go deep down in. I'm gonna go back where I killed my bird this year. Those other birds were in there. I'm gonna take in the e-bike and hopefully kill one. Are you getting? You're gonna get out in the morning and try and kill that I bird. Think so I'm not gonna get home soon enough to roost them. And this morning he was. He, this morning he was roosted, where the bird I killed opening day was. Really? He's way out on that hill last night. So I didn't hunt him this morning because I, if I was gonna kill that bird this morning, I probably would have killed him exactly where we killed that bird open in the morning. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit longer walk. So right. then I got a longer walk back to the truck. I got, again, I got a bail for seven to get to work. Um, I don't know if I can kill that bird from at, before seven where he is. You can't, you don't know if you don't try, bub. I know, but I needed to sleep in this morning, dude. I was beat. Yeah, well, it happens. But Nothing better than that. I'm well rested. Maybe, I don't know, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll gobble tonight. Maybe I'll just, I might just go in there in the morning and just see where he gobbles and Try to make a play that way. Nothing. Nothing better. Might as well. Well, guess what, dude? The sun's starting to set. We're going to watch this turkey pitch up in this tree real quick. And, Did you uh, video it? No, I didn't, actually. Dude, dude, I got the big epic, camera. That's epic content right now, the video of the turkey while we're podcasting. I know. I People want to see this kind of stuff. Yeah, well, sometimes, I don't know, I'll grab the big camera and we'll relax and then... Uh, Watch this thing pitch up. Maybe we'll hear a gobbler, and then we might have to come back in here and uh, kill a gobbler. But I don't know, man. I'm excited for a turkey season. We got a lot of good stuff going on, and we're just we just got to keep on grinding. I know, we went on a stretch there. We were talking about the other day. Um, Mass had opened up Monday. CT opened up on Wednesday. Rhode Island opened up on Thursday. By Friday. So five days, what did Seth say? It was five days. Seven birds. Seven birds, three states with the outdoor drive crew. Mm-hmm. And could have been, should have been at least nine. Yeah. And no would have, could have, should have club. It is what it is. It is what it is. So. All right, buddy. Let's get out of here. Let's go kill some turkeys. Get ready for the, for the rest of the week. And, uh. We'll check in with everyone. She's really person. gonna. She's gonna roost. She's literally gonna roost. Forty yards from the road. Yeah. Let's uh. Let's kick on out of here. And for everyone else, thanks for taking the ride right here on the outdoor drive.